Welcome back everyone to the bonus podcast with Professor Colin Harvey. Colin, who's the most famous person you have in your phone book? Oh, that's a very, very hard question. I would say um, my our eldest daughter Anya has got a, a, a new phone and there's been a big discussion about uh, mobile phones in the house. So I would say our eldest daughter Anya is the most famous person in my phone book. Okay, that's, that's quite a nice answer. Yeah. Colin, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? I... Watching films, uh, book, reading books, but also, you know, mainly our, our, our family. I've got two young daughters, two, two girls, and I, I love spending time with them and, and watching them grow up and also talking to them about the future and where this is going. I think at this point they're totally fed up with Brexit. <laughs> what makes you sad, Colin? I think what the state of the world at the moment is uh, can cause a bit of despair, right? You know, we're seeing the rise of elements and forces around the world that we thought had gone away for good, but they're making a re- resurgence. And I think there's, there's a sadness and unhappiness about that, you know, but I think that just means that we need to rededicate our efforts that, you know, nothing stays the same forever. You know, uh, Mr. Trump and Mr. Johnson won't be won't, won't be with us forever. And, you know, I think it just means that we all have to work harder to, to try and really change the world, to try to, and it can be done. We've seen the points of light in the past. We've heard a lot of talk about the Good Friday Agreement. You know, that was done, that was achieved. There was a vote held on the island of Ireland. So things are possible with generosity, imagination and courage. Water or alcohol? Water, yeah. So I'm a water person, so uh, water and fizzy water and, and all that. So I, I gave up drinking alcohol many, many years ago. So uh, I'm, I'm becoming an intensely boring person, I'm afraid. So. <laughs> if you could be anyone for one day, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a, that's a really very, very difficult question. I'm going to avoid answering it. I can't can't think of anybody in particular just be yourself be yourself uh, <laughs> it would be i suppose at the moment it would be uh simon Coveney. you know just a sense in which not uh, for any sense of being tarnished uh, but in the sense of just the times that being, yeah, yeah because i think mentioned in earlier that that he, he has responded in a, in a remarkable way really to the challenges of what's been thrown at him and he must have been in situations in the last number of years which he's wanted to respond in a way that he comes across in a very sort of professional calm and reasoned way but I'm sure he's wanted to respond definitely so just to be in Simon Coveney's body I think for the last few years to Mm -hmm. be in those conversations to hear and see what's been emerging would have been really really very interesting Mm -hmm. and in the weeks ahead as well I think so probably uh, Simon Coveney for, for, for a while, but but only in the sense of just being there yeah. for what has been really seismic events mm-hmm. in Europe and for this island. Understand that, yeah. If you could only eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. These are really really difficult <laughs> questions to 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 to. To answer, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, forewarned yeah, Colin yeah, about these um, yeah, questions yeah. just to anybody yeah. that's listening. So, yeah. no, no, we um, I many years ago I, I became vegetarian, so that, oh, okay. that that limits my my options. Uh, we do a really nice kale and peanut salad type thing, you know, which I really really like, you know, okay. and I could eat forever and a day. I'm really sort of boring in my 
my uh, so your one food habits. every day would be a kale and peanut salad not not every day but it's a one i sort of uh eat, eat quite quite a bit but like everybody else you know at the, at the end of the day you're just grabbing what's there and available and trying okay. to throw some things together but uh you know and i think you know being being a vegetarian actually has made me think very differently as well you see about food and food preparation and what we do and don't eat these things have you noticed any benefits or i don't know if that's the right word to use since you've become um a vegetarian health wise um yeah i think it's it you feel better for it i have to say you know that the, you know grew up in this place really where there's a sense of people a lot of processed stuff mm -hmm. and a lot of food that really isn't very good for people so that there is the sort of advantages and benefits to that i have sort of problems as well with the whole you know discussion around you know the way animals are treated in the context of all that but i suppose the big health benefit is that i took up running a number of years ago <laughs> so uh diet's been one part of it but really running has been transformational just over the weekend i was up in Derry. i did the the waterside half marathon you okay. know so that's been a and i've done the belfast marathon two years in a row now you know so i think not so much the diet but running on a regular basis has been transformational <laughs> in terms of my, my own health but i'm not going to bore people <laughs> by going by becoming some kind of advocate it for still, health eating it so. still baffles me where you get the time to do all these things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's the best your best book Colin? best book um oh, that's another i mentioned the spanish writer early mm -hmm. on Javi Marias who's written a book called Your Face Tomorrow it's a three volume trilogy um, and it's something I read many years ago when really has stuck in my mind I've actually gone back and and reread it he's a very interesting writer very slow digressive you know again a bit of bit like Terence Malick the filmmaker a bit of an acquired taste it takes his time to get there but i think his work has really got remarkable insights into human beings societies about how societies deal with the past and how people relate to each other so i think that would be okay it's called your face tomorrow i think so that's your face tomorrow and it's a three volume work oh. uh well worth a read if you have the time so very good best film best film again I, i'm sort of this is really hard right because like everybody else i've got you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, things that and I'm, I'm, I'm now stalling for time in terms of questions trying to think of and I'm now going to repeat myself because <laughs> I, I thought about Terence Malick earlier um, but I'm going to mention Terence Malick again and two of his films that A Thin Red Line and The Tree of Life which is just, again it's a bit like the novelist uh, you know he takes his time he doesn't rush he dwells on things but i think his insights are profound and they're lasting and i think those films have something very significant to say i think about people about societies how we relate to each other um, and i think it's sort of stuck with me and go back to and i think also it's been very influential and in a lot of other filmmakers you know doesn't necessarily do big box office right mm -hmm. doesn't go do but but i think it's profound things to say about our purpose in life the human condition and where we all might be going so very good sounds interesting yeah.
Last question, Colm. You'll be glad to hear. <laughs> I am very glad to hear this. This is <laughs> this is incredibly John O'Dowd, challenging. John O'Dowd said to me um, yeah. after the podcast it was more like an interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um, if you yeah. had to go somewhere yeah. to make a big decision yeah. or to contemplate life, have you got a favourite landmark or beauty spot in Ireland? And where is it and why would you choose that particular place? You'll notice from all my answers that I, I don't give, give you one necessary answer. Um, I think I, two two places I, th I think would be one very specific. Um, brought up in Derry uh, and spent many a summer and, and other times in Donegal. So I think um, there's a people know it. There's a lovely beach in Rathmull mm -hmm. in Donegal. Um, uh, it's a lovely beach to walk on, to run on, or whatever. And I think you know, in times where you need to to do a bit of thinking, uh, walking on a Rathmullen beach in Donegal, and thinking about the way forward or thinking about life is no no better place. Just everybody yeah. that I have ever yeah. asked yeah. this question yeah. has always given their answer with water yeah. somewhere near, yeah. it, whether it be a beach, a lake, yeah. or yeah. somewhere. So isn't it wonderful? Yeah. yeah. No, and just even just come back from West Cork, you know, and there's the place stayed in a cottage, cottage just up from a place called Broadstrand and down in West Cork, and again by the by the sea, you know, it was out with the girls on Inchidone Beach as well, you know, and I think there's something about, yeah, about being by the coast. There's something remarkable as well about the island that we're on and being nurturing Absolutely. and protective of it, but I think many many's a time Donegal, you know, Rathmullen Beach, many of the other beaches in Donegal as it's just a way to take yourself out of what be let's be honest can be challenging difficult times mm -hmm. living here at the moment I agree you know it's great to, to get away and get your head charred as I say exactly. for a while, get so. your <laughs> on that note Professor Colin Harvey thank you very much for participating in the Shared Ireland bonus podcast thanks for listening folks Dixon bye bye <laughs>